0: I'm Jessica Velstra, and I'm Denise Thompson, and we're recording on
1: the 4th of July. Happy 4th, everyone. (laughs) We get the day off, so we figured we'd do some recording.
0: Yes. (laughs) Summertime's been difficult to find times to record because it's always crazy in Alaska. Lots of guests visiting, and you just want to be outside and doing activities as much as possible during the brief three months that we get sunshine, so... (laughs) We're off on a roll this morning. (laughs) So we wanted to talk a little bit about what the 4th of July celebrates and whether or not it's ethical. (laughs) Is the 4th of July ethical? Well, maybe the 4th of July. (laughs) It's probably ethical as a date. (laughs) But was the Declaration of Independence and the Rebellion Against British ethical? Yeah. I mean, was it? Was it biblical? Huh. Interesting. So we actually get a lot of hero worship for the founding fathers, especially from kind of the Christian base, I would say. A lot of people on my Facebook feed have a lot of quotes with pictures of founding fathers and how, like, they say the Bible is really important or the, the, the nation was founded on God.
1: Oh, I've of... seen memes that are like, my family will do this kneel for the flag my family will celebrate the 4th of July my family will love god and my family will and i'm like oh, it's all in one meme
0: <laughs> so and and it was it's interesting because i've actually even say, seen things like thomas jefferson quotes about how important the bible is and i've had been it's been argued to me that ben franklin was evangelical <laughs> i was there for that fight there was a fight that jessica got into with someone because they insisted he was an evangelical Which is- and she pointed out that he wasn't because first of all evangelicalism hadn't happened yet and secondly he was like a deist <laughs> he was 100 straight up <laughs> he was a womanizer Yo. he was yeah. a nudist yeah. he was a really interesting man really interesting but yeah interesting and that's the thing is that all of our founding fathers were really interesting brilliant and ballsy and just like really like, they, they had a numerous talents in all different directions. Like, we know Ben Franklin, when he was, like, an inventor and a diplomat. And, like, they were crazy brilliant, but they were also all deeply flawed. Oh, my goodness, because they, they were men. They were cute. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> that is not what I meant by that. That came out, what interestingly. I meant, <laughs> what I meant was they were men as in the... They were human. Human oh, is that's, what I meant to say. <laughs> they were human. You're going to keep that in there. I'm going to totally keep that in there.
0: So, and they weren't necessarily even remotely Christian. Um, for example, as I said before, Ben Franklin was a deist. Jefferson cut up the Bible into very small pieces and cut out all the st- stuff that he didn't like and made the Jeffersonian Bible, which nobody seems to talk about. But it was very small. He cut out all the miracles, <laughs> anything he didn't like, and made his own. <laughs> Washington, and he was, of course, a slaveholder who was... Uh, having sex with a slave, which is rape because you don't have there consent. There is no consent. Yeah. Um, and he knew that. Sla- people are like, well, he was a man of his times." So, no, he actually knew that slavery was wrong, and then he talked about it. And then he said, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, and then Washington himself, he went to the Anglican Church, but didn't take communion at the Anglican Church hmm. for most of his life. Why is that? Nobody knows, really, but he obviously didn't... Feel like he could, or was that connected to the Anglican Church for some reason? We don't know why. Um, He he also had slaves, so you know they they are very brilliant, deeply flawed, and we don't need to be like, oh, you know, we don't need to whitewash basically the history, to be admiring people who did a lot. And patriotic, yeah, absolutely. So we can say, hey, you know, this person. Did this great thing. I actually they did think their flaws are make them more, more interesting. interesting I yeah. think when
1: we sugarcoat it and make these people just the painting with some random stupid story <laughs> that, you know, gets pulled from
0: they seem less relatable. Yeah. Then, when they, you, you know, when you
1: make them human, when mm-hmm. you show their flaws, I mean Not that I wouldn't want to hang out with Ben Franklin, but he sure would be interesting (laughs) Interesting. to like study and break down, like pick his brain. Because man, that
0: guy was interesting. I mean, yeah, so like, yeah, he did so many different things. So
1: when even John Hancock was super interested, and he
0: he was so interesting, and all he gets credit for is signing Signing his his name real big. big. But yeah, his story is a perfect example of how to make a moderate an extremist. Yep, exactly. So, so, I mean, like, he's really interesting in in himself. But what we're going to talk about today was... um, What these guys did. Yeah. And what they get, you know, why they're held up in our country. Mm So, on July 4th, 1776, they signed the Declaration of Independence, basically breaking off from the rulership of England and started a rebellion. And it's funny because a couple weeks ago we talked about Jeff Sessions bringing up Romans 13 and that the Bible says that you should follow the law. But these guys obviously weren't. And, in fact, they were rebelling against taxation. They weren't rebelling against injustice, against people necessarily. No. Or, like, people weren't taking care of other people or whatever. They were rebelling against taxes so we're gonna drop a truth bomb (laughs) on what it looks like Mm -hmm. back then what did did
1: the taxes kind of look like? and it wasn't
0: like yeah i mean it would be maybe one thing if you're rebelling against a taxation that is so extreme that nobody can feed their families Or something like that. I mean, like, that would be probably an ethical rebellion. And that has happened in history, that, you know, the the royalty is taxed so much that people are having a problem feeding their families or, you know, existing.
1: Well, I'm going to bring up before, actually, before we bring the truth bomb on the taxes and what they were actually being charged, I am just going to point out that I'm sure that there are people that are going to say they weren't fighting the taxation. They were fighting the taxation without representation. Mm -hmm. So... I'm just pointing out that <laughs> before we talk about what they were being taxed. Uh-huh. So some people will say, well, they weren't fighting about the amount that they were mm. being taxed. They were fighting that they weren't being represented.
0: Which is interesting because, I mean, it, biblically at least, what Jesus said about taxes was give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and he wouldn't have been represented.
1: Well, I mean, and... Mm. He, and they had, they had representation because they had to get all of those colonies on board. They had to get the local governments of those colonies on board mm. when they went to declare their independence. Mm-hmm. So there was a form of representation. They had governors that were mm-hmm. appointed to them. So they were being represented. Not I not wouldn't say that they well, were being yeah. represented mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but I've always heard that. And mm-hmm. now I look back and study history and i'm like well they did have representation
0: it just wasn't it just was great yeah and it wasn't to the standard of, of england. england yeah no exactly because they were colonies yeah that's interesting so so how much were they being taxed what is this great tax that they were being levied <laughs> <laughs> okay guys two percent <laughs> That's the most. That's the high. That's the high end of the spectrum. We're giving you the high end. The the, the very most they would have been taxed would be 2%. Most people were being taxed under one. Yeah. Like a lot of taxes we were reading about today were about 0.4%. Yes. Mm -hmm. So compare with your taxes this last year. I wouldn't
1: mind (laughs) paying (laughs) 0.4%.
0: And that's what they were rebelling against. So either, you know. The taxation without representation or
1: less, the high the less than
0: two percent tax that they were paying so they declared independence they rebelled against their government due to the high taxes or the taxation without representation am i happy
1: that these guys did this yes of course i am <laughs> i'm an american mm-hmm. i love being an american right but to look at it Ethically? <laughs> um, they may not
0: have had very much to stand on.
1: No, they didn't have a great, like, biblical or really ethical
0: mm-hmm. foot to stand on, really. I mean... Was it brilliant? Yes. Was it super gutsy? Was it necessary? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Was it... Did it out, that was the outcome? Awesome. Yeah, we have a great country that has, you know... Uh, a constitution that has been, you know, copied and has been really one of the things that has protected us from tyranny. But was it the biblical? Eh, there could be made a strong point that no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but and then also these guys. So not only did they, you know, type out a not type, huh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're type typing there. <laughs> write out a Declaration of Independence that they all signed, which is a direct rebellion against the government. In fact, they were called rebels, and they proudly were called rebels. But they also, you know, protested the taxation by destruction of property. So that's a thing that I have a hard
1: time with, right? Well, I just have a hard time with it. I have a hard time listening to people go on and on, the same people Mm -hmm. who would sit down and tell me how wonderful – the founding fathers were, uh-huh. and how they were these wonderful, great Christians that based our country on uh-huh. Christian values. And then these same people turn around and say, Well, that protest, and I'm just going to throw this, like I'm just throwing one out there, uh-huh. but like that Black Lives Matter protest, uh-huh. well, you know, there were four or five dis- uh, destroyed
0: businesses social, yeah. or vehicles mm.
1: so you know that protest it's almost like they just like invalid it's, invali- it's they, like it's they throw it away. It.
0: yeah it's it's invalid because there was destruction of property and because there was destruction of property we, we were not going to listen to them which is interesting because those same people are called a lot of them are called tea partiers yeah <laughs> the tea party and that's what it's named after. was yeah named after a protest that was a destruction of property And basically, it was just a destruction of property, not based on you know. And I and I understand injustices and lives being taken, um, and you know, corruption, but based on taxation. Yes,
1: and so and I understand that not all Tea Partiers, you know, will throw out a Mm -hmm. protest, right? But there's just so much of that being had, you know, like well, if the protest isn't completely. And I realize that this is some media feedback mm-hmm. to us, too. Like, they're hitting on the negative stories versus all the positive. There's probably a 100 like, positive there, and, then yeah, like, a two negative, and we're going to hear about the negative.
0: positive, peaceful protests, but, of course, they're peaceful, so they're not going to hit the news. Yeah, because it's boring. <laughs> you know, according to the news, it doesn't hit
1: our emotions. But to just to, to say that protesting with destruction of property is ineffective, mm-hmm. and you're going to disregard that, mm-hmm. and then you're going to turn around and say, right. The tea party was the great. The tea party was amazing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that also, I, I've also heard, like, well, they're wearing masks and they're mm-hmm. wearing hoods and they don't want to be, be seen. seen so so like, show
0: your face or, you know, your your word isn't, you know, good and, like, we're going to invalidate you.
1: These founding fathers dressed up like Native Americans.
0: Right. So, basically, they were trying to blame somebody else for it, whilst also protesting, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But!
1: <laughs> the whole thing was kind of kooky. Yeah. But and yet, mm-hmm. you know, you, you Everybody get to that about, part in history you're and you're like, like yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: throw the tea into the sea! <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, yeah, so why is that? Is it because they're white men? Perhaps. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know the disconnect. Mm-hmm. I wonder about that right. disconnect. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is a disconnect. Is it
0: because we're you know two hundred years removed? Is it and it's become like a folk, folk tale? tale versus you know reality of what that would have looked like. Um, yeah. Is it because they're privileged white men? I don't know. Yeah. that's that's such a disconnect. Yeah. And it's one thing to say, okay, all destruction of property during protests is unethical, and I will not stand for any of it. Okay, great. I don't if, like it. Yeah. I, I would say that you may that it's not okay, but then that means all of it's not okay, not just picking and choosing what protest you're gonna get behind. Yeah. If you are enraged
1: about <laughs> a business getting burnt,
0: you know mm-hmm. in the Then you should be enraged about the boss of the tea party.
1: Yeah, you should be just as upset.
0: <laughs> and you <laughs> because... should be like that was not okay. <laughs> that
1: a lot. I never hear that. I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> we are uh, breaking some crazy things here. We're talking about some people are gonna we're gonna get hate letters. Oh well <laughs> just wait until we do our feminism episode. Watch out. Oh. So okay. anyways, yes, Mark 1217, Jesus says, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And that is his commandment. About and taxation. so I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, if we're going to talk biblically, if we're going to say these guys are, you know, Bible-based mm-hmm. believers, then they weren't they weren't really listening to Jesus' words. Mm-hmm.
0: So did they really found our country on Christian values or was it founded on humanism?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Because really, I mean, most of them were deists, which deism is where you believe that God created the universe and set it into motion and then stepped away.
1: Well, and these guys went to church probably every Sunday. Oh, yeah,
0: probably. But that was more of a cultural thing rather than what they actually believed. As, you know, we heard earlier, Washington refused to take communion at his church. And, you know, Ben Franklin went to, I think it's first street church, Presbyterian church. In Philadelphia. Philadelphia. But did he actually believe those things? Not according to his writings. And, of course, Thomas Jefferson, as we said earlier, cut up the whole Bible. (laughs) So... So did, which is
1: funny because I'm watching Firefly for the first time. Uh-huh. Fire Firefly nerds out there, <laughs> I've never watched it. I'm actually just I'm, I I realize it gets canceled and all that, but I wanted to see it anyways because it's just been something that's been on my list. And there's a part where like the really smart girl, like the genius girl, uh-huh. is like cutting up the Bible <laughs> and like fixing it. Is <laughs> and there's like because it's broken and like uh-huh. it doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. And that, I mean, super smart people, right, are, mm-hmm. and she was trying to make sense of it in That always reminds me of, to- or that reminded me of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson when I was watching it last
0: night. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was a pretty short piece of work after he was done with it. <laughs> but, yeah, so it wasn't, I don't think it was really built on Christian principles. It was really... And it's hysterical because I told Mike earlier today that we weren't talking about this. But it was built on philosophical principles of the Enlightenment. For example, Thomas Jefferson pulled right out of, you know, John Locke's works, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. He changed the word property. It was, John Locke said, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Property. But basically, they were pulling heavily off of the Enlightenment philosophers, John Locke, Hobbes, you know, all these philosophers who had written before then. And so all these brilliant men were reading their works. And that's really, you can see a strong influence in that. And
1: this comes to, I think, what we're going to have a future episode about is, do you, to
0: have ethics, do you have to be a Christian? Right. I think it's going to be probably a couple episodes, because we're going to interview an atheist friend of ours, and I think that she has pretty strong ethics, and where does that that come from? Where are your ethics Mm -hmm. coming from? Christians
1: will say that your ethics come from God, Mm -hmm. and so building a strong country Mm -hmm. and building all of these great ideas Mm -hmm. that men are created equal, of course that comes from God, that's Mm -hmm. what Christians are going to say, that's what I was always brought Mm -hmm. up to believe, right? But if you break something down and you look at it realistically and you look at these men like mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. Um, you can see that they had a lot, not just one influence coming mm-hmm. from right. only Christianity. Yeah. They had a lot of influences yes. coming into yeah. their, exactly. into their lives. Yeah. And also, is rebellion against your government okay?
0: Right.
1: Is it okay? So, go to I, World I, War Two. Uh-huh.
0: I would say, yeah, for World War II, you, there would be a strong...
1: You're in Germany? Are yeah, you in the resistance? Yeah,
0: exactly. And and for things like killing off people, genocide, I would say that you have a very strong argument for rebelling against your country because taking of life is is against God's law, and God's law is higher. So, but, so God's
1: law is, you know, God's telling us mm-hmm. to respect our government, that... Our government is put in place by God. Mm-hmm. So, do you believe, you know, these evil governments are put in place by God?
0: Oh, that brings us back to like, do I believe in predestination or free will? <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that today, <laughs> because okay, there's both. There's there is a argument for both. I'll just say both the arguments. I'm not going to say exactly what I believe because I believe. Well, actually, I will say what I believe. I
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say what I believe Never mind. because <laughs> I believe.
0: <laughs> here's here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the argument that God put in into power all rulers, including the evil ones. For example, Pharaoh, he, it says that he put him into power and then hardened his heart and so he could show God's power. That is like one of the scariest, to me, scriptures in the Bible because it's basically God putting in somebody into power and then making them sin. So, like, it's terrifying. And that's the idea of predestination, is, like, God already knows everything that's going to happen, and God already makes, like, basically makes it be.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but then you have, like, then God's making sin occur. That's the argument against it. And then you have the idea that everybody has free will, God doesn't necessarily know what's going to happen, or if he does know what's going to happen, it's kind of in a weird way um but everybody has free will and and rulers can decide if they're going to be evil or good and that's their will i believe that that is (laughs) delineating things into our knowledge and what we know and i think god is much bigger than that and we don't even have words to describe it
1: as far as god putting into power like our presidents Mm -hmm. and our senators Mm -hmm. and having ultimate control Mm -hmm. over you know, what is, he's letting that happen, letting, I mean, I believe in free will. Uh-huh. So I believe that he is allowing us to make choices, uh-huh. to put people in power. I don't necessarily believe that he is placing people in charge. I believe he is allowing us to vote uh-huh. and who gets placed there, then God will use, God will use everything for good. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's kind of my
0: thought on that, but but when but we have a responsibility. We do to, have a responsibility to elect the best person, and not just saying, "Well, you know, this douchebag's in power right now," and I so I guess he's supposed to be in power. at The end. Yes, <laughs> we have, we have
1: a responsibility to hold our government mm-hmm. accountable, and. Um, Accountable for all the things they do. So mm-hmm. I mean, going back to like I, like I said in Germany, World War Two. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like Hitler needed to be held accountable oh, yeah. because he was breaking mm-hmm. like human like, yeah, yeah, basic laws of murder. Right, and, yeah.
0: I mean, just horrible, horrible things that wasn't on a two percent tax there. It exactly. Was on so murder. that's
1: <laughs> so. There's the difference. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like our founding fathers. I mean, and some people mm-hmm. will say. The English government at the time Mm -hmm. was tyrannical. And And
0: that was actually one of the things I wanted to bring in. You said that they actually pulled from a lot of different sources. So they pulled definitely from some from Christianity. They pulled from the Enlightenment philosophers. But several of the Founding Fathers actually would have been through the Scottish
1: Rebellion. rebellion.
0: And in that case... The Second Jacobite Rebellion. 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 And so what what happened there was the English, uh, the the Scots... uh, believe somebody else should be in king, and there's debatable through history who should have been king during that point. They actually had a point.
1: but um, Yeah, they (laughs) totally do. If you look
0: at it, I almost Succession, I'm like, like, "Eh." okay, they probably (laughs) were right that he should have been king, but whatever. But they rebelled against the the English. English, And and did not have the good outcome that we did. No. They rebelled, and what the English did was then decimated them. They broke up the clans. They completely... Took away their heritage. they, They would not allow them to have their tartans, their culture they basically it was a kind of a genocide of culture and and they they, people people, yeah they starved them out and so some of the founding fathers had lived through that rebellion and and saw that that
1: they were representing a Mm -hmm. lot of people that were coming to them had been displaced and lived in the u.s at that point right so they had come over and were occupying from scotland and and they had mm -hmm. were occupying so it's not like our founding fathers didn't know what they were up against. Right. And, like, what the potential was. Right. And what the English had done. Done
0: there. Previously. Yeah. So, they, I mean, that could have been in their, and, and was likely in the back of their heads, a lot of them. That these, these guys are horrible. these guys are evil, and, and they had done evil in other areas, and, you know, throughout history. Had it
1: been based on that, yeah. had it been based on that, I would probably say... <laughs>
0: What they were doing was ethical. what they were doing was, ethical. but be, but yeah, there is a history of the English, the British being tyrannical. Um, but in this case, it wasn't necessarily based on that, but it did influence them, and so we should say that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it did influence them, and
1: on that, and on that, I am. I mean, that's why I'm glad they did it. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, you guys, I mean, I look at look at your life. Like, mm-hmm. would you do it? Mm-hmm. What I think, I almost, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what I would do.
0: Yeah. It's funny because you always think about what you do in those situations. You always and think be you'd be a patriot, do, right? right? I might be on the first boat back to England. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it totally it, uh, would have to do with your circumstances and what influenced you and all that. And you can't say in, in somebody else's position. There's no. no way to say. But I can look and see what they did. And man, what they did was so... It took so much less. And it
1: almost took like a little bit of crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like these guys, I think they're all hyper intelligent and a little crazy. A little crazy, (laughs) yeah. There had to
1: be a little bit of crazy.
0: So I mean, Happy Fourth! Yeah, have we judged the heck out of that? (laughs) We did judge the heck out of what founded our country. Happy Fourth of July! Fourth of July. So our ethical product this week is Theo chocolate.
1: Yes. Theo chocolate's my favorite chocolate. <laughs> I really,
0: really, really like their chocolate bars. And you can usually get them in the grocery store. I've seen them in a lot of different yes. grocery stores. This is not something that's hard for you to find.
1: The ginger dark Ooh, is my favorite. I love ginger
0: and chocolate.
1: Best. Chocolate bar. <laughs> they also make candies and um, like peanut butter cups and mm-hmm. everything like that. They're based out of Seattle.
0: So why is it important that we buy ethical chocolate? So a lot I know a lot of uh, chocolate harvesting comes from child labor, and which is really sad because like around Halloween, if you think about it, all those like little Hershey bars you're handing out to may be picked by child labor, or it labor that that's not paid for. So slave uh, labor. Slave labor. Yep, yeah, exactly, slave labor. So. Ethical chocolate is super important. If you look at especially verifications like Fair Trade, that that basically it's meaning that people are being paid a fair wage for, for their work for their work. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's a huge problem with cocoa production. So if you have any
1: questions about the chocolate that you're eating, there's a really good site that you can reference, and it's slavefreechocolate.org. And so they list all the chocolate companies that only use ethically grown cocoa. And it's really nice and handy, Mm -hmm. and it's just listed out for you in alphabetical order. So Theo Chocolate is absolutely amazing. So what kind of qualifications do they have?
0: They are fair trade. They have full transparency so that they work throughout their entire process and show exactly where the cocoa came from. A lot of it comes from the Congo Eastern Congo. Yep, hmm Then they they show how it is picked, how it is processed, where it is, you know, made, and um, from start to finish.
1: And we highlighted them too, mostly, mostly because we eat them yeah. ourselves. Yes, we do. And they were the first organic and fair trade chocolate factory in our country. So, they were good on them.
0: Founding fathers of the <laughs> chocolate production. They were the founding fathers of the chocolate production. of the Fair trade. Women. Fair trade chocolate production. So, that is our ethical product of the week. Yeah, so pick them up at your local grocery store, Theo Chocolates. Theo Chocolates. So, thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And, and we're, we're judging, judging you, you anyway. anyway.
1: Technical support and photography by Tip Kingshi. Consultation
0: by Mid Toker. Production music by
1: Epidemicsound.com.
0: Editing by me, Jessica Veldström. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment,
1: you can email us at
0: ethicalquandaries.outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at Patreon.com.